Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When I was a young boy, my father said to me, Put this scarf around your neck and sing the blues with me. And now I am much older. There's a place I want to be. It's red faucet, it's beautiful, it's steeped in history. And I know what I'll find when the place comes alive. I got that Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 54, 54 of the Bears Corner. We are going for 55, and of course, 55 will culminate in our live show next week. Um, we, we do have an action-packed show tonight, right? So I'm going to need to rattle through things, right? Obviously, on the screen, you can see I have... This is going to be like the shittest episode of this morning you've ever seen in your life, by the way. Okay? Um, so you have... You're... You you were saying you need to be Phil Schofield, I because you're older and you're you're graying and thinning and right, uh, that's pretty much it, yeah. And I'm better looking, so I'm Holly. Well, you'll get bigger tits and all. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so <laughs> offended straight away, right? <laughs> so so that's that's <laughs> our boot, man. Jesus right, Christ. So, <laughs> so that's that, that's that's what happened. And also remote, I have Geo, the man behind these fantastic cards behind me. How are we doing, my friend? Awesome, buddy. Good. Good, good to see you. And I'm delighted to say that we have Mr. Snags back as well, which is always awesome. How are good we? Good evening. Oh, 
brilliant, mate. I don't know. I've got a ghost in my microphone. It keeps going quiet and fucking whatnot. Ah, you're quiet again there, mate. Um, listen, while Snagsy fixes his mic, we're also very, very privileged. You can, you can obviously, have a new theme tune called Battle Fever, which was written by um, Stevie Dukes of St. Phoenix. Um, and I'm delighted to say that Stevie now joins us on the show um, via the phone. Stevie, how are we? All right, lads, I'm good. I'm actually up in the... It's supposed to be sunny, Andrews, but it's pretty musty just now, so... If you hear girls and that kicking about, it's because I'm walking down the beach. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Listen, mate, that's, the, that's got to be the classiest place that MD's ever took part in this podcast, to be quite honest with you. I've got to bring the clientele up a wee bit, you're right. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Good, mate. Good. Listen, I played a wee bit of um, Happy Place last week, your new single, which last time I checked, I was at number seven. Are we still at number seven? No, no, it's just went up a couple of places Probably. at the moment. It's... Um, uh, no, it's, it's, it's went the other way. Oh, but, um, it, it, it's to be fair. This is the this is how it works. Um, it takes a it usually takes about maybe four or five weeks or something to get going. Mm-hmm. So we go off to a really good start, and basically what that does is that gives the record label a big drop. We have to let everybody know that it's reacting and people like it, and now they can start to do the groundwork to to start getting the momentum to you know take it as high as it can go. So. We're just going to be working hard over the next couple of weeks to, to get that going, pretty much. Brilliant, mate. I mean, know it's obviously a, a very um, personal song um, as well for, for you guys. Just gaze a wee, I know yeah. I don't really want to, do you know what I mean, but just gaze a wee bit of background, mate, into that song because, I mean, I, I, it doesn't matter whether you're the most, I would say, cold-hearted person or there's somebody who, you know, is quite emotional. That song does not, Day in, but make you get emotional when you listen to it, even if you don't know the story. Sure. Um, well, my old man um, was diagnosed with a terminal lung condition in 2017, and uh, he decided, uh, well, basically, so his lungs were just going to basically get worse and worse, and they're going to pack in eventually. But it just it was a weird thing. We didn't really seem like when he told us, it didn't seem real because he was fine. He had a wee bit of cough, but it just seemed normal. And then um, one Christmas, he started to get a really bad chest infection. He's like, I can start to feel it's taking effect on me. And I was like, well, why don't you just go, like, why don't you just move to Spain or something? Just sell your house and move to Spain and somewhere hot so you're not getting affected with the wind. Because a lot of people do that with this condition. And he uh, he says, no, I've got a, a lot of, um, I've got a dream to build a house for your mum and um, that's what I want to do so that's what he did he went and bought a bit of land up near Lanark and he looks at to Tinto and all the hills um, and he built this house and he was uh, through to, uh, 2020 when the lockdown hit we came off tour and we had to get in the studio but all the studios were closed so he said listen I've got a studio uh, in the making there I've brought a garage so the room on top of the garage just make that into a studio and you can come here and uh, you can make your, your music. So that's what we did. We built a studio. And uh, so grateful that we spent the whole 2020 just making new music. And every time we finish a song, that night we get into his, um, his house, which is next door, and we'd play him all the brand new songs for the album and all the new music, and he loved it. And uh, one morning, one night I came in to show him a song. And this is way on 2020s. His health started to deteriorate. It was fighting a, bit, a battle physically and mentally and um, I walked in the door and he didn't hear me come in and he was just sitting on his couch looking at these hills 
and he had a tough week that week because he had a lung function test that was bad news and just he just wasn't in a good place but when I walked in I seen him he was just staying at the hills he was just so chilled out and peaceful mm-hmm. and uh, I went back into the studio and I wrote the chorus lyrics for, for Happy Place but that's all we had at the time was just the chorus because the verses were just too hard to write because yeah. I think we knew deep down my dad was dying and um, you know, it to December he started to get worse and then he got taken into hospital on Christmas Day and uh, we used to FaceTime him every day just to see how he's getting on obviously and worried sick about him and he's, he's at housing music and I was saying to him listen we can't can do music we're just thinking about you every second of the day so you've got to finish everything get get the music done I said don't worry about me mm-hmm. I'll be out here in five minutes and um, so we finished the song and the night we finished the song it was after New Year uh, we get, I got home to the studio and I get, as soon as I got home I get the phone call to say listen your, your dad's going to pass away you need to come up and say one last goodbye so we managed to go to the hospital with mum and we sat with him when he was dying and we were just lucky enough to, to play him the song and so about pretty much and then the next day we, um, my manager was asking and always has to manage that my dad passed away and I told him I'd written, I'd written a song and I never told him I'd, you know, I was thinking about writing or I had been trying to write it through both of my dad. So I sent him the song and he sent it to Atlantic Records and the next minute we had a, a record deal for Atlantic Records of songs. So Incredible. it was just the whole, the whole story, the whole, just everything about it. It just didn't feel, um, even when it came out, just the response and everything. We're just me and Alan were just sitting in the studio crying our eyes out because it's came to this moment where, because we were just focused on writing it, like getting, after he passed it, we were just focused on getting it finally mixed and recorded, making the video, getting all the promo shots and doing all the hard work behind the scenes. And then when it came out, it was just like a, a flurry of emotion getting out because it's, it's finally here to share with the world. It's an amazing story and it's it's an amazing song. Um, we are going to play an RV bit again um, tonight um, during our show again. I can't do it when I've, when I've got you on, mind you, because of. I fucked up the connection here, but <laughs> oh no, tell him about that, mate, right? And I'll play it in a wee bit. Nobody's watching it anyway, don't worry. Um, <laughs> um, but no, mate, it's a terrific, it's, a, it's obviously a happy ending to such a sad story that I'm sure will, will hit home to a lot of people watching this podcast, Paul. And also, you know, in general, in people just in general, you, it's, it's a hard story, but at least there's, a, there's some happy ending, really, when you think about the success now of this song and also the record deal. Yeah, especially when something's so deeply personal. I think it's it's very brave to put something of that nature that is deeply personal to you both uh, into the public domain, and I applaud you for that. Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, as obviously, I think grieving stuff, and I think we've chosen just to, I mean, this has helped us get through the grieving process. I mean, I'll the amount of messages um, we've had for uh, even like a lot of the Rangers fans, I got a message. I was on forum the other day, and a boy uh, message, personal message me. He said, "Listen, um, I don't like, I don't listen to music. So the only music I listen to is Rangers songs. So I think it's the only things that I've got on my iPod or CDs is Rangers songs." He said, "I lost my dad twenty five years ago or something." Or um, and when I heard this song and I heard the story, I've cried more. Then listen to that song and I did at his funeral. I said because it brought back all these memories and everything I was thinking of and I wanted to say to him and what I went through. He said I've went I've relived it through that song and I was like, geez, oh man, that's that's powerful. Yeah. Um 
And I guess that's what we're, we're trying to do with the song is, you know, um, everybody's unfortunately going to have to go through something like this and hopefully it's some sort of comfort that people can relate to when yeah. they listen to it. It's not I got goosebumps there, boys. I literally got goosebumps <laughs> hearing that story, man. That's unbelievable. I mean, I, 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 I mean, you, you were saying there, Stevie, about you know everyone can relate. I mean, see, just I, I lost my mum through very similar circumstances four years ago, mate, and it just, yeah, it, it, yeah mate, it's unbelievable. And you know, I, I didn't know the story behind it, and I loved the song instantly, first off, and then you just told that story, yeah. mate, unreal, absolutely unreal. Literally sitting here with goosebumps, mate. Fair play, it's absolutely outstanding. Thanks. You can take something so deeply powerful and so emotive to you and then transform it into something so happy that gives so many people joy. Outstanding, bud. I appreciate that. Thank you very much for the kind work, lad. Thank you. Snagsy, is there anything you're wanting to add into it as well, mate, before I move on? I'm going to move on to the Battle Fever song and Rangers in general with Stevie, but it's just it's such a hard-hitting story, mate, that you've you've got to touch on it, haven't we? Absolutely, dude. And, I, and, and you know what? I can't, I can't add anything more to it. It's, it's absolutely incredible, Stevie. And... Uh, Massive respect to you for doing what you do, buddy. And uh, obviously, I'm a massive, massive fan of your tunes. Uh, so, so keep it coming, and uh, uh, we will keep supporting you, mate. Thanks, and I appreciate that, mate. Stevie, you, you also wrote Battle Fever, which obviously you you couldn't release, and we asked you last week um, through our mutual friend Greg if we could yep. if we could use it for our podcast. The feedback from our listeners and viewers on that tune. Where can I download it is the most asked question. Um, where can I get it, Faye? Things like that, mate. So what a tune that is. And I tell you, another tune that brings tears to your eyes when you think about the emotional roller coaster we've been on with our club in the last 10 years. Well, that is it. Um, like, I mean, like, that song was... I actually wrote that when my, my dad was... Um, my dad was still with us. And uh, I came into the show and I said, listen, um, I wrote that song about the Angels. Um, just everything about, you know, falling on through the hard times and the good times. I mean, I, that's the thing, the, the great thing about football is I went to, you know, home and away with my old man, um, some of the mid-season tickets for, for years, and that was the best memories I've ever had in my life. And um, I wanted to try and put that into the song just because, you know, about family, because you know, the Rangers family as a whole, just everything we've been through. Yeah. And I think it was... Um, I can't remember what game. I think it was the 2 0 game uh, uh, this season against the first old, old firm game of the season. Golson scored two, I think I wrote it then. Um, it was about that time anyway. Um, and I just, um, to be fair, I just put a wee demo together. That that, that version you played is actually a demo. I sent it to Greg right away. I don't know why I sent it to Greg. I like, who's, a, who's the, one of the most Rangers staff person that people I know? So I just sent it to Greg, see what he thinks it. So he's, He's, he's taking my demo because I'm thinking there's a couple of wee bits I want to change out. He's just saying it and put it to, the, to everybody. But um, I just get, I'm just a Mad Rangers fan. I just pass it to, to write something, I guess. And it just came to me and I just put it all together and eat. And then um, that was it. So I'm, I'm really glad that you guys like it and people seem to like it. And um, I have to download. Uh, I haven't put it up yet. So I mean, I can put it up on SoundCloud and I can send you the link. and it yeah. can be a free download. There's no bother at all. I think I think a lot of our viewers and listeners would like it because I, I've had so many questions on mm. social media and um, private messages and all that saying, "Listen, see that song you played as your theme tune. Where, where can I get that?" Fee? And we obviously only play what 30, 40 seconds it as well. You mm. know, it goes deeper than that, and it, it's tremendous to listen to. Um, I think I've lost 
Stevie, I'll yeah, get back on the line. Um, but it's, it is a great song, and if Stevie can put that up, then um, I'll see if I can get him back on, right? But Stevie Scott, can... I just want to say, mate, I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy to be middleman here. Like, fuck giving it away for free. There's an opportunity here, five, sorry. five pound a download, sorry. you know what I mean? <laughs> sorry, <Stevie. laughs> sorry, mate, I lost you there. Oh, sorry, sorry Stevie's saying, there. Like, I forget Snags, that. Snags is just saying we could maybe do it for charity. <laughs> <laughs> whatever he's listen, whatever, I'm, I'm more than happy to donate um, any money, any charity, asking or any the Rangers charity, whatever. If we wanted to do that, I'm, you know, I'm not fussed. If it goes to a good cause, then um, it was just done of a, a love for my football club and just, I guess, just expressing how you feel and that it's yeah. in a musical way. I guess that's what everybody does it with creating artwork or, or um, you know doing something with a football club I guess that's the way I want to express it was through a song definitely mate and it's excellent now your thoughts obviously this year was a huge year for the club as well we, we got the, the this most sought after title in our history number 55 which obviously ended um, a phony run of dominance across the city so maybe your thought, brief thoughts on the season obviously elation I think comes into that probably mm. um, but your, your thoughts on it mate I I think that um, I mean I remember going to these face games and we get put down the leagues for my dad and um, oh it was just a just a shock because I'm grown up um, my first game I went to was um, it was eight in a row Gaza scoring a hat trick and I was just been just you know deep in success through the whole period of following Rangers and going you know getting back down the league I remember watching I think it was sure it was Aaron Athletic um, and during the winter months got to the game and I left at half time because it was just it was soul destroying it was that bad yeah. it was that cold mm. I was going on so coming back through all that and then sort of the false dawns um, over the last couple of years thinking the season before you know we probably at the turn of the year if we screwed it up we probably could have maybe nicked it but obviously the mentality thing came away but um, just absolutely elated at winning it um, obviously it's bittersweet because I remember so my dad used to, my dad used to say that's what I said. He said, um, just need to kick a boot for 55. Just need to be here for 55. It's all he used to say. It's all he used to talk about. And uh, unfortunately, he, he didn't make it. But um, So it was a bit, bit sweet in that side of things. But as a whole of, of uh, support, what we've been through, where we came from, I think we're actually stronger as a fan base. We're stronger as a club. And um, I'm just delighted. And I think we're just going to power on now and, and bring home 56. And we're champions, mate, and 56 is incoming, you're right. Stevie, I don't want to take up any more of your time, mate. I want to thank you so much um, for coming on and discussing, because I know it's hard for you, for you to discuss, um, you know, the story behind that song, but it is a tremendous song. Everybody's loving it. Um, and I hope to God, everybody that's that's watching the night and, and listening and repeating whatever, catching up later on in the week, go and download uh, that song, please. Happy Place by St. Phoenix, because... You won't regret it. And also, it's like, no, this is a great tune. You're also helping out um, Rangers supporters as well, which is, we, we, we look after our own, obviously. 100%. So, I appreciate that. Stevie, thanks very thanks. much, mate. Thanks, lads. Have a good night. Cheers. You too, Love mate. You, Stevie. Love good you. Bye. 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 What a tremendous guy. Mm. And this what is a obviously, story. We'll just have Happy Place playing a wee in the background now because I couldn't play it while I was on. But a tremendous story. Um, and... Listen, you don't need me to tell you anyway. We all help out Rangers supporters. That's their way of it. That's the way of our club. Um, aye. Touching, me. Touching. It is very touching, aye. Very the touching. whole thing, it was, it was actually very emotional listening to him talking about that because, as I said, it's a, obviously a very deeply personal thing. Yeah. Um, 
So to, to sort of bear your soul in a, in a song and, and, and turn it into what it is. Yeah. It's um, at the end of the day, let's not lie, music is art. Yeah. And to, to take something so deeply raw and emotional and turn it into a beautiful piece of art and make it public is incredible. It's, 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 it, well, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's an incredible thing to do, but to also have that talent to do that is just unbelievable. It's brilliant. Um, obviously, Happy Place, as I said, get it downloaded for wherever you download your tunes. Obviously, the Apple download chat, whatever it's called. Um, it's going to be a bit of a busy first half of the show, lads, because we've got Colin Stewart coming on for the RYDC as well. Yes. To talk next week, our live show, All Profits, going to them, etc. Um, so he's coming on to talk about that. Then we'll try and get into the Partick Thistle game, dissect that a wee bit. Two teams playing for Rangers, really. One at the start, one at the one at the first half, one at the second half. Um, and then, obviously, Tranmere tomorrow, which I'm sure we're all excited to watch the Rangers again. Yes. Um, Gio, yes, let me buddy. just come to you, mate. While we're waiting in Colin, how are you, my friend? Living the dream, brother. Good, good, <laughs> good. I take okay. it. All good this side of the water. Where you're from and you're part of the world, <laughs> things will be about to reach fever pitch, <laughs> I would imagine. <laughs> so, so you'll have quite a you'll have quite a busy <laughs> few days, I would imagine. Yeah, you seen? Uh, I sent you a video, didn't I, of the of the the bone farm over here? It was yes. bonkers. It was uh, apparently they spent twenty grand on uh, building a bone farm, um, which is just mind boggling. Mate. So yeah, Northern Ireland's a bit weird this time of year. It, it, yeah, it descends into fever pitch. So uh, absolutely fucking nuts, man. <laughs> it was, man. It is the whole place is bonkers. So yeah, we we literally shut down for like a week. Everything shuts down. It's like Christmas over here. <laughs> I want to just um, touch on Tam's comment. I've already put it up. It's sitting in a ward on a two-week post-COVID rehabilitation program. This has helped me pass the time on a Friday night. Cheers, guys. You're very welcome, mate. And I hope you're 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 well soon, mate. Definitely. Um, yes. So, Paul, it sees. Hello. Thinking about. Next week, yes. Profits go yes. to RYDC. Mm-hmm. We've planned a wee bit of the show there. Before Colin comes on, we could announce the next special guest that is appearing. Ooh. You mean apart from me? Well, hold on. Drum roll. Drum roll. Where's the drum roll? You. No, well, I'll, I'll actually get a bit of intro music for him if you want. <laughs> go for it. Right? Hold on a wee minute. Paul, waffle a wee bit of shite. I know you're good at it. Waffle, waffle, waffle. Shite, shite, shite. <laughs> waffle, waffle, shite, shite, shite. I don't well, here, just, just make the screen big so we can all watch snags you eat. That's an idea, yeah. <laughs> what, what are you eating, snags? What, what have you got this evening? This is exclusive oh. content. You'll not get this anywhere else, by uh, the way. Uh, listen, this should be paid. This should be, it should be on a pay, behind a paywall or something, this. <laughs> well, you've only got to pay for it if you want to know what it is. Otherwise, Only fans. Snagsy's only fans. Snagsy's <laughs> only fans. Right, ready? Chicken Madras. Yes. Appearing. It was his goal song at Ibrox, wasn't it? That is, of course, the main man, <laughs> Bob Malcolm. Yes, he will be there with Mike McCurry. <laughs> I do not recognise that. I think I'm far too old. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just like, I thought, you're taking the piss out maybe with Captain Pugwash or something. I don't know. The guy, the guy who drives the boats has never heard of the Under the Sea guy. One of the most popular <laughs> no, fucking shows on the planet. Jesus Christ, that's <laughs> it. of it, man. Uh, yes. Bob Malcolm joining us next week <laughs> live in the war office in Motherwell. If you've bought a ticket, I thank you um, for that. You're you're helping to fund 
obviously the future of our club. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to have a wee tip. We're hoping to announce one more guest. Hoping to. It's no definite yet, but we're hoping to. But Bob Malcolm and Mike McCurry are definite to. It's. I'm really hoping that the next one comes off as well. So yeah, because because that's. I mean, that's a that's a that's a biggie. Right. It's a it's a it's a biggie. Um, and if it doesn't come off, we'll go your flame galah. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I just, <laughs> I don't don't I don't worry more. It's not loud. It's not. No, it's not loud. It's not. I actually toyed with the idea of saying, while we're there, no announcing the third guest until we're there. That's an idea. Ooh. And then saying all the way from Denmark, it is. God himself, and then no, because Mo would fucking kill no, me. No, 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 but maybe in future, lads. Next one. Absolutely. Ooh. See you at the end of the year. Woo-hoo. That's yeah. a contract, by the way. It's, <laughs> that's, that's, uh, yep. <laughs> it's legally binding. It's, it's, it's live on air as well. <laughs> it's live on air. <laughs> um, we obviously are live tonight from our studio, the, the Battle Fever Podcast HQ, which is inside G4 Claims HQ. G4 Claims, not at faultclaims.com. Give Nicole a phone. She was on the show last week. She is... Um, she'll help you. She will help you. And the details are on the screen now. Um, so, yes. Right. Colin will, Colin will phone me. Right. So, we'll just get to Patrick Thistle. Nil. Patrick Thistle, nil. Correct. Rangers won. Um, it was good to have Rangers back, Paul. It was. I was actually sitting, I was just sitting, watching the match in my house. Very contented. I mean, I've been watching the, I've been watching the Euros. And it's been good, to, it's been good to do, you know. Sit in the man cave, watch a bit of football. But to actually sit and watch the Rangers again was just sublime. I actually said to my wife after the match, I walked back in a big smile on my face. And she said, did you win? I said, of course we did. No, it's only, it's only part of Thistle. You know, we played, played by half a team, basically. Yeah. I said, it's not, it's not the result. It wasn't even the way we played. It's just the fact I was watching Rangers again. Yes. Exactly. And she just looked at me and said, sad. No, no but it's true, though. It's, <clears throat> you have Rangers back. It's, it's just brilliant. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We've missed them and... Let's face it, it wasn't really a stressful season last season, was it? We we, we went out of canter, lads. So I think I think it was more stressed on Monday night watching them play party if this one I wasn't watching them play Celtic. True. It was a Glasgow Derby that gave us a wee bit of um, position. Fight. Yeah. <laughs> right, we'll park party this for a wee minute. And we are going to bring in the main man, Colin Stewart. Colin, welcome to the show. Sorry, Colin. Go now. I knew Colin. Hey guys, can you hear me? He's there, he's there. Sorry mate, it was my fault, wasn't it you? Oscar Echo. Ah, right, okay, yeah. No, thank you for inviting me on guys. No, glad to be here. No bother at all mate. Listen, we are just discussing how next week our live show from the war office in Motherwell um, is almost at a sellout. We, obviously our profits from that, uh, we're having a raffle as well and our profits from that are going to go to the RYDC. Um, Excellent. For anybody who's been living in a cave, and Disney know what the RYDC does. <laughs> Can you just fill us in, mate? Yeah, sure. Um, RYDC stands for the Rangers Youth Development Company. Uh, and it's basically an umbrella company uh, which looks after a number of products. 
such as Rangers Lotto, the Union Jackpot, which is a half-time draw, Stadium Bricks, our new Rangers Quiz, Rangers Pools, Rangers Scratch Cars, and various draws, competitions, and raffles. And basically what we do is uh, we run all these competitions uh, and Stadium Bricks, etc. And the profits from all of that uh, we donate to our youth academy. Um, over nine and a half million donated in my time to the academy, which is something we're obviously very proud of. Yep. Um, and whether it's whether you look at has been directly or indirectly, you know, assisting the development of say Nathan Patterson and a lot of the others, then you know, it's something we are certainly very proud of. You know, and uh, hopefully there's going to be a lot more um, players to follow Nathan. You know, so and something else, I'm you know, I don't really shout about this one as much, and I probably should. Because in the same the same sort of time period we've given away we've given nine and a half million to the academy we've also given away over ten and a half million in prize money to Rangers fans so that's Rangers Lotto and, and a half time draw and scratch cards etc and all the competitions etc that we run so I, you know I think that's pretty significant money as well you know that a lot of Rangers fans have have, um, have, have won money with us you know and, and, and continue to do on a weekly basis so. Yeah. yeah, that's uh, that's in a, in a nutshell. That is what Rangers Youth Development Company does. It's amazing and it's outstanding work, Snagsy. You obviously have, have had a, a fair wee bit of conversation with Colin throughout the years, mate. For we welcome the chase and stuff like that. So you know yeah, as well, yeah. mate. The, the work that Colin and, and the staff do is just incredible. Oh, absolutely. Um, and you know, in Glasgow itself, there there isn't a more welcoming place than that office. I mean, Colin makes the finest cup of tea I've ever had, to be honest. But um, no, <laughs> the um. The work that the guys do is is absolutely incredible, and there's so much more that goes on behind the scenes that obviously Colin hasn't mentioned. That is, is you know, it's absolutely incredible work, and uh, it, it builds the very foundation of the football team that we know and love. And the more money that we can give to it, the more youth, you know, talent can come through, um, and obviously build um, the senior squad. And it's and it's and it's just unbelievable. It's absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. Okay, Ross. Thank you for that. Thank you. Colin, you, you've also been kind enough to donate some some items for our, our raffle. I've not put this in social media because I knew you were coming on and I wanted you to be the person that, that says um, what, what's been donated by yourself. Uh, yeah, well, one of the, um, the hard to get, I think, I believe, uh, 55 uh, gold tops, uh, which uh, is a fabulous top. I was kind of half thinking of keeping it, but then uh, <laughs> I realised I've, I've actually got two of them, so I'm happy to donate one of, to you guys to, to give away. You know, it really is a tremendous top. Um, if I was a wee bit younger, I would, I would wear it myself. But I'm, you know, I'm past wearing Rangers tops, I think, you know. Sadly. You never get past uh, that. <laughs> yeah, well, I know, I know. I guess my son, my son makes it off me every time I bring things home, you know, that he just goes straight in his bedroom and that's it. I never see it again. Uh, he's moved out of Rangers ties. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. You know, fun enough, it's a thing he doesn't wear, you know. And I've, I've got, uh, he's 24, you know, so there's no way he's wearing a tie. But I, uh, I've got a good, a nice, a nice little selection. I should put on Twitter one day a nice little selection of ties over the years, you know, the, uh, the, because I've, I've been here, you know, 20 years. So going back to the big advocate era when they had those lovely candy stripes, as we called it, ties. Oh. Uh, two, two or three of those, and, and various. Anyway, off the off the beaten pack there. Uh, yeah, the other, the other thing is a nice, <laughs> a nice uh, sort of Champions Fifty Five T-shirt that the, the, the players were wearing uh, one of the training sessions, I believe. Um, one of our uh, Stephen Bricks, one of our well, just different types of bricks you can buy. One of the ninety-nine pound ones, which is quite a nice brick. You get a, a Rangers crest at the top, 
and three lines of characters, so one of those. And uh, and two tickets for one of our uh, games this season. Uh, he says with confidence that we're actually going to get in. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So uh, who knows when uh, it will be? Of course. I mean, I, I've got my knowledge on that. But uh, certainly, you know, I, we can take the whoever wins. We can take the person's name, and there's, there's two tickets there, and the, and the, there'll be there'll be very nice tickets. Um, in the main stand, just beside the director's box. So, uh, so, so all good. So, uh, absolutely delighted and happy to to donate um, prizes to to your, your night next week. Thanks very much, Colin McCann. Actually, thank yeah. you enough for that. Um, You're very welcome, Paul. Yeah. Paul, how is it we get it, mate? That we get the old hot ball thing for the raffle, so that we get the tickets. <laughs> Uh, I'm not quite sure. We'll need to go to uh, Hamden and, and, uh, and ask from there how that's all done. Personally, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to a future podcast. It's called Tie Talk with. <laughs> yeah, I, I was in danger of getting carried away there, actually. I've got a, a drawer in my, my room, you know, my wife is you know, she's put all that somewhere, I, I, you know, and I've got this bottom drawer and I've got stuff going away back to do you know, um, I, I should really put it out just to kind of let people see, you know, sign talks from, from cup finals and, you know, various other bits and bobs that I've been lucky enough to get over the years, you know. So uh, I, I look at it sometimes and just kind of stroke it, you know. <laughs> by the way, by the way, we are a, we, I actually need to wear a tie in my work every day. So, um, right, and okay, I've, got yeah. a red, I've got a red, white and blue one, which I get grilled at. Um, a lot <laughs> by staff and students for walking down the corridor with this tie on. Oh, you're joking! Could I, could yeah. I, could I maybe could, could I maybe get one with a Rangers badge on it? See if we can go the whole that's hog. Funny. I've, I've so that's, a, that's one of the advantages of being at Highbrook. You know, you know, if, well, we didn't have any last season, any bad results, and you go on the Monday morning, there's no one growling at you. Well, <laughs> well, we're all growling, but no one's growling at each other. You know, we're on the same boat. <laughs> we're all we're all in a bad mood. Yeah, so everyone's in a bad mood. Too, so. Uh, I was just going to say, well, you, you said, being like yeah. so I was just going to say to, to Scott here, you said you would have tied to work every day. Yes. You work from home. What's the missus ah, think? I listen, hey. Listen, it's, it's, all put, it's all about putting an appearance for you. Yeah, I'm impressed by that. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> listen, it's about truth, way. <laughs> uh, yes, you'd be very proud of you for that. You know, um, Do you know one of the things, uh, just, just a quick one while I'm here, one of the things I'm looking forward to the next season is the actual Union Jackpot, the half-time draw, because it obviously means fans are, are coming back into the stadium again. It's, it's the one product we've got that, that we've had to park. You know, Brick's still carried on, etc. Lotto still carried on, but, you know, the Union Jackpot, the half-time draw, is obviously without fans, you've got, you've got nothing to, to sell, you know. So, mm. so it was a nice um, sort of email discussion I had the other day with the printer to kind of put an order in for tickets for the season because uh, we usually print five, six games at a time and talking to my designers to, you know, the agency to create new t-shirts and sweatshirts for the sellers and, Brilliant. you know, so just kind of getting all that done again. It's been a, probably two years since we had that discussion at, at the office so it was just kind of nice to get back to that because uh, I know you guys have missed Ibrox and, 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 and yeah. you're kind of there and, but it's, uh, you know, looking out from our point of view, from a staff point of view, we've missed you guys as well, you know, so, It'll be uh, tremendous to, to be there, there on a Saturday, Sunday, whenever the games are, to look out the windows and see, you know, 51,000 fans, smiling faces. So it'll be, it'll be quite emotional, I think, you know. So, Colin, we obviously yeah. had you on the podcast, mate, and, and we were, well, it was before the before last season, in the midst yeah, of just yeah. when lockdown hit. And yes. we, you are talking there about 51,000 fans outside. Right At that point, we only had 54 league championships in our trophy room. Now, as we speak, we have 55. Yeah. How sweet was that for 
because you are one of us who work for the club, yes. you know. So, oh, so, yeah, so yeah. we know how you feel for a fan's point mm-hmm. of view, but for an employee's point of view and somebody who was there yeah. through the toughest times in, in our club's mm-hmm. history, in terms of obviously the spiffs and stuff like that, we've been through two disasters which would obviously go up there as the mm-hmm. toughest times. But sure. in oh, terms of, of people yeah. trying to actually steal money for your club, um, you mm-hmm. you were there in the midst of it, so. That's a separate podcast, that one. <laughs> <laughs> how, how did that feel for you in, in a professional point of view? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I need to be careful what I say here, obviously, for obvious yeah. reasons. But, I mean, that, you know, it, it, it was a very difficult time for lots of us. And um, I think, you know, because I think because we'd won the league so early, when, it's finally, when we finally did win it officially, you know, that it, I'm not saying it was a, a damn squid as such, but we, we kind of, we knew we'd won it. You know, in October. I mean, let's be honest. I was going to say September, but yeah, I'll go take October. <laughs> so you know, we were we were just very confident, you know. But it was it was tremendous finally getting it over the line, you know. But um, yeah, no, I, I think emotional to be honest with you. I wasn't there at the you know the final game. Um, just kind of sat in the garden and thought, you know, um, yeah. people no longer with us, you know, Sandy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I've, don't know if I've lost Colin there again, um, but I, I think we're getting the sentiment of what he's saying. It's obviously an emotional time for the guys as well. You know, it's emotional for us as fans, not having guys like Sandy. And... Hello, hello, okay, hello, hello. you're back, you're back. Hello, yeah, I think my my ear cord disappeared there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. What I was saying was, I, I, I just kind of sat in the garden and, and thought of the guys who, because I, I also, I mean, we can talk about this, I'm saying that if you want to also look after the former players' charity, you know, so, yeah. myself, um, John Gregg and Peter McCoy, we can touch that in a wee while, and obviously we've lost a few players um, who probably saw us go down, but not back up. Yeah, yeah. Um, Commando, Sandy, and trying to think who else, I mean, be Johnny Hubbard, and like Harry Davis, and Eric yeah. Caldo, you know, it's just too many of them, to be honest with you, you know, so. You spoke about the former was players' great to Sorry, Colin, you spoke about the former players' fund there. Tell us a wee bit yes. about that, because maybe fans don't, aren't as maybe up to speed with that. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's it's something that um, I'm, I'm delighted to be looking after. You know, um, myself, John Gregg and Susan McCloy look after it on behalf of uh, a lot of our ex-players. And it's, it's, an, it's, it's a funny charity. It's an unusual charity, I guess, because we look after the interests, if you like, of all of our former players, whether it's medical, whether it's financial. Um, but it's a charity we can't really say too much about because a lot of the things we do are, are personal. You know, it's, it's, it's helping someone medically or financially, and you can't, you can't kind of telegraph that to everybody, you know. So it's, a, it's an interesting charity. A lot of it is of a personal nature. For example, we're helping to to former players just now we all know who they are sort of thing so you know I, I, I'd never say who it was it's just it's all very personal so it's one of these things that we have to you know hope that fans because our only funding is from fans you know you know, we kind of rely on, on supporters clubs etc to raise funds for us you know and uh, that's been a challenge without any uh, functions etc and, and no fans at the stadium to kind of donate to us etc so um, but we, we carry on in the background helping as many of our former players as we can. You know, a lot of these these, these boys are in their seventies now, and, and even a lot of the, the Barcelona team. You know, a lot of these guys are touching seventy Johns, seventy six Peters is roughly the same. And um, Derek's the DJ is the kind of the baby of the crowd. You know, but he's well into his sixties. You know, so and a lot of these these guys, and, and they won't mind me saying this, they 
they, they didn't earn the money that players did nowadays. And, and, yeah. and most of the guys that were helping when they left football, they had to go and work. You know, they had to work in factories or whatever it may be. And uh, so, you know, I, I'm actually over the moon that being able to kind of assist guys that I actually watched on the park. You know, a lot of the guys yeah. who, who are now needing... <laughs> You know, hips and knees and all sorts of things. You know, elbows and all sorts of illnesses that that they, you know, uh, I feel as if I need them myself sometimes. But they, you know, they, it, it's just it's just great when the phone rings and it's and it's one of the guys that you actually watch play football for Rangers and his name's on the holiday board and you know and you think, great, I, I, I'm in a position now that I'm able to help you. You know, so it's amazing. So it's, it's a nice it's a nice charity and it's one that you know, um, you know, will probably increase. The, the exposure of it going forward because it's certainly we could do with a wee bit more funding to to, to help more um, players if you like because traditionally we we kind of we kind of start from the Sunnis era backwards mo- mostly because from look, going forward if you like from the Sunnis era most players earn a, a good bit of money you know yeah. whereas going back the way you know the guys who played in the sixties for example before that even. You know, they, they really didn't have, have any kind of mm-hmm. funding behind them when they left football, sort of thing. You know, so but I'd, I'd love to, to open up to to kind of like to everyone, whether it's whether it's somebody who did earn a lot of money or not. The the idea is with the Rangers former players charity, and, and we will help you regardless. You know, so I, I but, agree um, with that. Mm-hmm. I agree with you that. You know, it's one of these uh, one of the things I would like to do with that actually going forward. And John, I did had a chat about this fairly recently. Was a lot of. Um, our kids who come through and it kind of ties both of my areas at the club you know a lot of kids come through the program and and, and again I'm not talking at school a good majority don't make it with Rangers yeah. um, but they might make it somewhere else some fall away from the game and I, I'd love to be in a position where we, we, we form a sort of um, funding if you like where they can we can help out with kids going back to college or university and get a trade mm. plumber electrician whatever it may be because some players do leave the game because they're a bit disillusioned, maybe not making it at one of the bigger clubs, and they think, "Oh, that's it. I don't want to go down the leagues. I don't want to play junior football, etc." And uh, and they do leave, you know. So um, that's that's one of the things I'm looking at is to kind of try and look at a fund to help, you know, kids who do um, kids 18, 16, 17, 18, 19 years old who leave football entirely. Yeah. Um, but maybe, maybe left school with no qualifications because in their mind they were going to be a Rangers player. Yeah. You know? So. But that's that's just what the, the, the kind of former players do. We do a lot of stuff, but it's all behind um, behind scenes, and, and it just kind of has to be, you know. I don't I, I don't know. I'll, I'll speak to the rest of the guys in the podcast, but we've certainly obviously we've got a live show next week, which profits go to RYDC, and I think any maybe a live show within the future, guys. I think we should probably put the proceeds to the former Rangers players fund as well and help it. Yeah, people have. You know, I mean, the players who have watched or who are grandes have watched or who are in Paul's case with your brothers probably watched, um, and that would be super, yeah. And try and try and try and um, raise money and, and awareness at that side as well, especially if you're going to now have a drive on calling to try and promote it in some way. Paul's actually want to punch me yeah. because because I'm outing him here as being an old man, but that's what he is calling. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> the truth. <laughs> Do you know. Uh, it's, uh, it's as I say, it's something that we we we've run now for about fifteen years, I think, in total. But a lot of Rangers fans don't really appreciate what we do because we don't really telegraph it too often, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's it's something there, and and you probably noticed in the last couple of years. I mean, we've helped a few kind of higher profile. Scott Nisbet was a good example, you know. 
We yeah. we helped out Scott for his, his operation. And he's doing well, incidentally. He's still Good. got a wee bit of work Good. to do. But Scott's doing well. He's a trooper. What a, what a brilliant guy. Um, uh, and one or two, as I say, we're helping out one or two just now. One with a knee operation, one with a, a hip operation. You know, so it's uh, it's fun and games, and it's uh, I had a laugh, and the one with the hip told me, so I said, "You never come fast enough to have a hip requirement for a hip." You know, so he had a chuckle at that. Feels <laughs> 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 like garden. We can laugh, eh? we can laugh. Love it, Colin. <laughs> thanks very much for your time and thanks for your assistance um, in, in terms of next week's show. We'll be in touch with yeah, you, um, and hopefully we can get you in the studio as well at some point to talk about. No, I'd love to do that. I'll do that. Yeah, no problem. Rangers. I just can't make next week, unfortunately. But no, I'll keep in touch, and absolutely, I'll come in. Definitely. And maybe if we're doing something with the former players, yeah, maybe we'll bring a couple along. Big Peter, Big Peter's brilliant. He's, he's really funny. Tell you so many good stories, and, and we could have a good laugh with the former players. You know, we can do that. Brilliant, excellent. Thanks, Colin. Thanks for everything, mate. Thanks for having me on, guys. Cheers, Thanks, Colin. Thank you. Bye, 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 bye. bye Colin. What a what human guy, being! Eh? Honestly, oh, absolutely. What a human! Honestly, see the see the the podcast I did with him last year. The amount of time he spent off air, if you like, with me, was probably longer than he did on. Um, and that, I think that's obviously snags that you know him as well. But I think that kind of sums up the man himself: is that he's genuinely just a decent human being who's there for the right reasons at our football club. He's there. He protected the club in the time in its time of need. He was one of us, if you like, and. The place when there wasn't many of us. So, I Scott, you should maybe do a wee, uh, get a wee link of that the wee interview you done with him way at the beginning because I listened to it there recently and it was brilliant just to hear all That's the cool. things that you maybe don't know that go on yeah. in the background and the types of things he does. But I learned a lot from him and learned a lot more about him as well as a guy. What a man, top guy, yeah. excellent guy, excellent guy. Uh, right, we'll jump back to Patrick Thistle and we'll go back to the live show towards the end of the podcast. It's a bit manic tonight with two phone calls, etc. And I do believe Baz Bowski wants his phone as well and speak to his phone. <laughs> oh, no. A fucking call centre in here tonight. Piss <laughs> <laughs> <Best> option one. <laughs> so, Gio, we started uh, the first half with Robbie McCrory, George Edmondson, uh, Jack Simpson, Jermaine Defoe, captain in the team. Maxwell Mayo, um, Williamson, Middleton Jones, Wright, and King. A very kind of inexperienced lineup, lineup if you like. Um, with a lot of young guys given their chance to impress. Mm. Now, listen, 45 minutes into pre season, the first 45 minutes, I've seen a few people on uh, social media maybe casting doubts over some of the young players. I think that's very harsh, 45 minutes into the season to do that. Um, was there any of them that used to do? stood it for yourself mate or you'd like to see a bit more of them I think wouldn't we yeah I, th I, I think so mate you know you could tell there were what a week and a half into training it was it looked like a bounce game you know it looked it looked every inch a bounce game but you know um a couple of young boys that done okay I, I don't think you could tell much I think that probably the standout for me overall was young Stephen Kelly um it was really really good to see him after he had a, such a good season at Ross County and you know not to make comparisons too early, and it was only a short space of time, but he, he did remind me a wee bit of Stephen Davis, just he wanted the ball, he wasn't afraid of it, he, he was looking for the ball at every opportunity, and, and that was nice to see. So, obviously, over the course of the whole game, I think young Kelly stood out really well for me. Yeah, definitely. Snags at Liam, uh, Liam Kelly. Stephen <laughs> Kelly. <sighs> Stephen Kelly, mate, for, for yourself. Looks a wee, the wee chat on the... Uh, on the group chat, mate, and we were saying about how 
having Stephen Kelly about the club this year, I think might be beneficial. Having him kind of feeding off Stephen Davis, the two of them kind of seem to drop into their pockets uh, and, and pick passes in the second half. Uh, Stephen Kelly was was clearly playing uh, what I would describe as the as the sitting mid or or playmaker role. Uh, which was really nice because 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 uh, he and Davis provided a really nice balance in the centre of the park and like you say he was shown didn't do anything special in, in my honest opinion but he's but he's 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 work rate and and his uh, positional sense was was absolutely superb but I just want to say that you were asking Gio about the first half and all of a sudden we're in the fucking second half now what just happened <laughs> what just happened there Gio I'm blind about your I mean I'm just I'm, I can't keep my eyes off you in that red top it's just amazing stop it stop it but here just um. Just... Just shall, uh, shall, shall we just get leave those two on screen together? You know what I mean. <laughs> It'll be a fucking better podcast. I see. I'm not going to nice shite jingles, but um, no. Listen, listen. Um, I pretty much said quite early on in the first half. Obviously, when Jermaine Defoe came out and he was giving the guys the team chat, and uh, that that was beautiful. That got the fucking hairs up on the back of my neck because actually seeing him officially in that coaching role, and I was like, oh, this is pure fucking amazing, by the way. And then it kicked off, and I was like, oh, that's a bit dug me now. But um, <laughs> like, <clears throat> I think it was more about the players showing in a live situation, you know, that they can take the instructions on board, keep the shape, and do things simple, you know, because when it became a bit complex, guys like Middleton, Williamson, Maxwell started falling over their feet and shit, you know. So I think that the, there was obviously a bit of rustiness there um, as well. So, you know, give it a bit of time. But um, for me, you know, we didn't ship a goal. That was that, that was a positive in the first half. And uh, <laughs> it was funny, funny watching. I mean, where, how the fuck is Richard Foster still playing? He must be about 105 now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The guy's never away for the fucking football field, and I kind of get rid of him. I'm a bit like Paul at Seas. Yeah, sorry about that. Paul right. at Seas, well, though. You know, I right, you know. As Snagsy says, it was a clean sheet, and they're good habits to create. Last season, if you remember, Leon, Nice, clean sheets building throughout pre season, which then obviously became the foundation for 55. So they're good habits, even for the younger players to get into. Absolutely. And uh, I just, I'll just echo what Snags was saying. It was, it was good to see. Uh, Jermaine Defoe. I mean, I actually completely forgot he was doing the, the player coach, but until he started doing all the mm. sort of talking to them, I was like, oh, Christ, he's a, he's a coach now, isn't he? That's fantastic. Yeah. And you just say, it's a like, Rangers coach. Exactly. Yeah. And it was it was good to see him um, sort of marshalling the troops, as they say, um, and cajoling and, and controlling the, 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 your players on the pitch and telling them where to go. And it was good to see the young boys taking this on. As you say, when they got a little bit complex and things started to get slightly back to the wall, back to the wall at times. That's when it began to fall apart from us slightly. But yeah. you have to remember they're all young boys. Do you know what I mean? They're young kids and mm. they're, they're still learning their trade. And they get 45 minutes playing for Rangers in a pre-season friendly uh, with the likes of um, Jermaine Defoe, captain of the side, and Stephen Wright there and uh, the big fridge at the back. Um, but to these young boys, like, that would be valuable to them. I mean, that, that's that's like a 6-0 win for them, to be honest. Think, think, imagine being that age and being on a on a park, you know, <laughs> Stephen Gerrard, your manager, and Gary Mack sitting there, and Jermaine Defoe is telling you what to do. You'd just be... It's, I, I personally, I'd be lost even even my age now, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't just mean because I'm shit at football. I just mean, you know, just, just the way it's like, ha, 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 ha. Starting so, drilling at Stevie yeah, G. Exactly, I, yeah. But no, it's... <laughs> Uh, yeah, but so I think I think it was it was it was good to see them out, out there. And obviously, when we're back into the second half, which we're going to get to, obviously, it, it became a completely different game with a different shape, and people knew what they're doing as such because it's tried and tested at that point. 
Well, that's the thing. Again, I find it hard to, to maybe even say about some of the young boys and say, right, aye, there was times and they gave the ball away or the misplaced pass or whatever, lost possession, whatever. But do you know what? <laughs> Defensively, aye, McCrory's maybe had one, two saves max to make. Um, and they're a team, remember, that was four or five games ahead of us in their, yeah. in their pre-season preparations. So... To me, it's, it's it was a good workout for the young boys. It was a good to it was good to snag says to to have Stephen Gerrard coaching them at the side and and know what's required um, mm-hmm. to be in that Rangers team. And then when you move, move to the second half and you have obviously McCrory's only player who, who made the ninety minutes, but you've got James Tav, the captain, coming on. Calvin Bassey, Connor Goldson, Yanis Hadji, Stephen Davis, said the Ted, um, Joe Aribo, Stephen Kelly were mentioned, Kimar Roof, and Leon Balligan. You've you've went for your youth team to near enough. Near enough, full right? Near enough. Um, I thought Calvin Bassey, <laughs> it's going to be taming that boy. I think, see when we can curb him and and no one want to take the kind of roughness off him, right? But but we can maybe get him to to be strategic in the way he's thinking rather than just be fuck it, I'm going forward, fuck it, I'm going forward, right? Which is admirable. But see when we can curb that and polish it up into a, a diamond. Aye. I think we will have a diamond in our hands. I'll tell you what. I would not want to play him right back against him and him no. charging at me. I would, I would just, I'd, I'd let you step off the pitch and just carry on, son. <laughs> He's a fucking unit, isn't he? I swear yes. to God, I mean, what, what? Do, we, do we actually know what height he is? No. He, 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 he looks, I was going to say, he looks like seven foot, seven foot 11 or something like that, man. Honestly, it's a fucking, he, he, he was scared living shit out of me running at me like that. Honestly, I, I would genuinely, I, I'm, I, as you know, guys know I'm, I'm, I'm small in stature. He would fucking snap me in two. Not just because I've got a glass back. He would fucking literally snap me in two. Probably, aye. But <laughs> and you'd love it. And you'd I know love you it. would. You'd, I know you would snap. I love you too, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Snags, James Tavernier. Is it good to get the penalty misses out in preseason? <laughs> <laughs> I fucking, I could sense it, mate. See when he stepped up, I could sense it. You know, you just have that gut feel. I was like, he's fucking missing this. I, I know it. I know he's, and he was fucking true to form. So thanks, Tav, for confirming that. I really appreciate it, mate, but don't do it again. Thanks. Hi, that's much. your one. Right. What's, what's happened to him, though? He, at, at, towards the end of last season, he missed, what, three or four, didn't he? Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he now he's just, he seemed to have carried it through. From, from being hum- so prolific and, and being so good, denying just like, he can't, he can't hit a barn door. No, I think it's. I think Tavernier is is a hundred percent a confident a confidence player, particularly when it when it when it comes to set plays and penalties, because um, you know, like you say, he goes through uh, periods of absolute fucking zero zero sights and there's no missing, and then all of a sudden he's fucking all over the place. But I think he's one of these people maybe who just lets it get. You know, once he once he misses that once, it gets into his head, um, and yeah. it's difficult to to get out. But hopefully, um, it gets out immediately. Yeah. The thing is, as well, with 18 goals last season, that he would have been beating his cell up. Doesn't matter if it's preseason or no, he would have been beating his yeah. cell up and no scoring a goal. That's just Tav, I think. Mm. He looked, he looked aye. disappointed. Aye, that's just Tav. Mm. And listen, that's a good mm. attitude to have. You know, he, he wants all the goals. Doesn't matter if it's preseason or, or games that actually are playing for something. That's a good attitude to have. We turn our attentions. The squad loves be doing in Liverpool. Back to familiar roots for our new signing, John Lundstrom. Mm. Right. No, a name like that, right? And then you watch his interview. I, what a fucking accent! You know I, what I mean? I I genuinely <laughs> thought he was Swedish. 
I had, honestly, when he was mentioned, I thought, John Lutter. You're joking. He's, he sounds Swedish. I thought, he'll fit me in with Hellander. It's going to be great. Better, better, better roommates when they go away. No, no, he's probably roommates with Andy first. Fucking hell. Ah, John Lundstrom. Did, did we see much of John Lundstrom last year, um, Snagsy? Yes, mate. So John, John Lundstrom was referred to in Fantasy Premier League as Lord Lundstrom. And the reason for that is because he was he was forever dependable and would always get a return. So he was he was an easy pick when like people knew that he was starting. He's a yeah. very um, a very aggressive midfielder, and he's no shy of a yellow card. Um, so I can imagine he's probably going to make quite oh, the Jesus. fucking impression. Kevin, first Kevin Clancy's just fucking but, polishing his yellow card anew. <laughs> he's shattering his red one as we speak. But he's 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 quality. He's an absolute quality player, and he's got a cracking finish on him as well. So I'm I'm, I'm really excited to see him um, in the midfield, and I think actually he might be harder than Scotty Arfield. Not saying something. <laughs> Where does he fit in? Where does he? Where does he go? I I was quite interested because, like Snazzy, I I I hadn't re- well, I knew a wee bit about him, but I mean, where do you? Where does everyone see him fitting in? I'm not too sure. Because obviously, towards the end of the season, are we through injury? We kind of had a settled midfield three, but now it's going to be difficult to see who do we drop to allow him to, to slot in. Yeah, I think I, I think to be honest, sorry before anybody else jumps in, I think oh, to be honest from, from from what I've seen of him. He'll play in that Ryan Jack type role. I think yeah. that's that's where he's most comfortable. Um, that kind of midfield enforcer, but almost like box to box, you know. Mm. So where does that leave Ryan Jack then? Obviously, question marks over over his fitness, hence why Stephen Gerrard's went into the the market. Mm-hmm. So where does that leave Ryan Jack in the season ahead? I, don't, I think um, I think if Ryan Jack is fit, he starts. I think uh, Gerard has already made it quite clear. He, he, he really, really rates the guy. Yeah. And he's, already, in fact, to, to such an extent, he's actually said Scotland are a, a, a better team with him in it. And, yeah. it. and it does make sense because he is a much, he's a, he's a fantastic player. The problem is he has had a, a lot of injury problems. Yeah. But he has had surgery now. And they reckon that that will clear it up. And he will have no reoccurring injuries of that nature that's, that's kept him out. Um, on and off, on and off over the last couple of seasons, and I f- and I'm, I fingers crossed that that really does happen because I, I I really like Ryan Jack. He's a great player. If he doesn't regain fitness, then you get Lundstrom there, um, or maybe he just, just maybe just rotate them through. Do you know what I mean? But to, in order to try and ma- maintain both their fitness, it all depends what what kind of setup he goes for, who we're playing. You know what I mean? He may decide to go to, go to four midfielders. I just don't know. Do, does MD disagree with that? No. I th- I think Scott, just to just to add to that a wee bit, I think what we'll see is is likely. So it's obviously as as policy has mentioned there, Ryan Jack has been out injured. I think what what we'll see is a is a managed return um, yeah. to 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 the full time squad, and I think it might be quite similar. Obviously, this is this is speculative, but it might be quite similar to uh, Jermaine Defoe last season, for example. Mm-hmm. He might take him out of the European games. Do you know what I mean? And just keep him for league. Whereas Lundstrom will probably play majority and then plus cup as well. So he might take the extra load, whereas Jack will just focus on the domestic. That would be my personal preference, but obviously we don't know where he is in his journey and uh, you yeah. know how many minutes he can actually put in. So obviously time will tell, but that's that's what I would predict. Gio, does it allow you to also, I suppose, more manage... Stephen Davis as well because Stephen Davis played a hell of a lot last year and he was tremendous, outstanding, yeah. rightly getting the accolades, etc. However, we can't ignore his age. Yeah. We maybe need to manage Stephen uh, Stephen Davis' workload a wee bit. 
I, I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I find that when when Stephen Davis doesn't play a lot, he doesn't perform well. I think he needs to be playing yeah. consistently. And I think towards the end of the season now, there was times when Davis was just, he was metronomic. He was just so good. He was just every week, he was turning in seven and a half, eight out of tens. He was, he was really dictating play. But I don't think, funny, I've, I've been having similar discussions this myself. And I think if you were to take him out for a game or two and then put him back in, I don't think you're going to see the same Stephen Davis. Um, I think we need to be playing him. But again, how do we manage that when he's 36, about to become 37 in, in, in December? But there's no denying that Stephen Davis in that Rangers team makes Rangers a better team. So it's a hard it's one. A, it's a very, really difficult one, mate. you seen that again when he came on. Yeah. Yeah, on and, Monday night. <laughs> and, and again, we were, Snags, he was talking about Defoe and, and seeing, the, seeing the role that Defoe took on and how good it was to see him almost coaching. I mean, can you imagine if you're if you're young Kelly or any of those Joe Rebo Kamara and they're playing alongside Stephen Davis, 120 odd caps for Northern Ireland, you know, so experienced, so good, and, and still performing so well. Those guys should be, you know, they, and from from what we what we're led to believe has a massive amount of respect for, from everyone throughout the whole squad. So again, again, I could hopefully maybe we could see a place for Stephen Davis going forward in, in a very similar role to to the full because I do think he's got a hell of a lot to give back. Definitely, definitely. Right, do I pause there and do I phone Baz? <laughs> you sure Go about this? It. Oh, yes. He'll be probably hunting about trying to find a hotel room, uh, trying to find a remote in his hotel room or something. But I can exclusively, I can exclusively reveal he's WhatsApping me. Oh, he's WhatsApping you. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here he is, Baz Bowski. Welcome to the podcast. Good evening, guys. How's it going? Not bad, mate. Not bad. How are we? I'm good, thanks. Thanks very much for uh, giving me a call and having me on. I've had a, quite an eventful week up here in Aberdeen. Uh, still haven't made it to work from in the hotel again. But I always good. I'm sitting here watching the podcast, enjoying it for a change, no night off. So I'm enjoying listening to you guys, listening to Colin, uh, and having a beer. Good, mate. Good. I like that, actually. Oh, what, what about the toilet roll? Have we got the toilet roll pointy things? Aye, have you here? fixed is that, that yet? Deal. Is it sort of out? Deal. It's the first thing I checked, mate. It's the first thing I checked. I came in. Nice, mate. Nice. The, the toilet roll was correct. The remote control was correct. <laughs> However, there was a towel and it wasn't folded like a swan on the bed. Oh, fucking, fucking hell, hell man. Man. No. Did I leave a chocolate? Was there a wee chocolate on the pillow, at least? There was no chocolate, no oh, roses. I mean, I know I'm in the room myself, but I still like a wee romantic Friday evening, you know what I mean? So <laughs> <laughs> fine and dandy, Baz, till you have a few bevies, mate, and you and you fall asleep in one of the chocolates, and then you wake up in the morning and go, holy shitballs, what happened here? <laughs> Aye, but the thing is, you leave the room quite daffy, and it's a fair person to the the room that says, holy shit, what happened here? <laughs> Poor me, think I had a dirty protest. <laughs> Love it. I'll tell, I, I, I tell you a story about Baz, right? See when, see when we used to be in the raft, right? You know he's talking about the triangles on the toilet rolls. What's them things you used to get where like, you would fold up the paper and do that with your horns and then you'd lift oh, up the yeah, hang yeah, in yeah. it? Origami? Aye. No, but you know what I mean? You'd do the hang like you did the one, two, yeah. three, four. Oh, uh, aye, Baz used to do that to everybody's toilet paper, but like it would predict how your next shite was going to be. So you would do like it on the bog like that. Ding, dang, dang, clean. Ding, dang, dang, snap. Ding, dang, dang, off. And you'd be like, fucking hell, clean, snap off. Brilliant. It's a great game, wasn't it, Maz? My boy. Snaggy, you know I hate talking about the toilet. And Snaggy <laughs> loves talking about the toilet. Snaggy loves, loves nothing more than phoning me when he's in the toilet. 
I'm not a big you know, fan of Snagsy, but it's so, like, no. You know what's funny, Pictures from Trap 3. <laughs> fucking Baz, Baz will ring me up and he'll be like, Snagsy, what are you doing? Ringing me off the fucking toilet. And I'll be like, ah, Baz, like, this is like the only minute I've got to ring you from and you should be happy that I'm ringing. You'll be like, aye, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> That, that was a conversation I've had. Stop taking many things I've got to tell you. You know, listen, mate, this is my one minute that I've got three today. And I'm, I'm using it to phone you. I'm using it for you. Guys, <laughs> 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 what did you think of uh, Partick Thistle and, and, and Rangers on Monday night? What did, what do you think of both halves, obviously, having both uh, two teams, if you like, for us? Uh, you know what? Uh, it's a game of two halves. I, I, I hate that saying, right? Absolutely. It. It's like, I know it's like the most obvious thing. You know, you might say, oh, it was a game of 90 minutes spread over 245. You know, there, there's a car with four wheels. You know, <laughs> I suppose. But that, that was a game of two halves. And I think it was quite enjoyable just to see the to see the team out running about. But I need to disagree with all it sees. I'm sorry, mate. You said something about the youngsters out there. And I, I don't buy that shit, youngsters. See, see, as soon as you pull that jersey on, you're a fucking man. You're a giant. You're a superhero. <laughs> so, uh, but it was uh, no, it was good. It was good to see the, the, the youngsters get a run about in the first half, and obviously get a wee look at our, you know, we're, we're sort of. I wouldn't say we're starting a living, but certainly we're, you know, a lot of our first team players. Yeah. But it was enjoyable to watch. Just to see the line. It was just good to see Rangers back, and obviously tomorrow. Hundred percent. Tomorrow, twelve o'clock. Twelve, half twelve. Can't mind. Twelve. Tranmere, Tranmere against Rangers. Um, which will be decent, and we've obviously announced Real Madrid and Brighton coming to Ibrox as well. Yeah. Which Real Madrid's hella exciting, is it? No, Aye. it's very exciting. It's very exciting. Uh, a wee preview of maybe the quarterfinals, uh, semi-finals of the the Champions League. You know what I mean? As far as Brighton goes, I'm sure Duffy is going to get at. I don't know what the the you know the how many people will be allowed in. But I'm sure two or three thousand will give that guy a standing ovation. I'm sure he'll be welcome <laughs> to Ibrox like a hero. I, I hope somebody gives him an award. I hope, I I hope somebody uh, makes a fucking award for him. I hope they do that. That'd be amazing. Oh, you know the wee crystal thing, you know, you know the crystal oh, decanter and present it to him and all. Oh, please do that, somebody, <laughs> right now. I hope, I hope the stadium now says, and, and now the Shane Duffy testimonial match. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think honestly, two thousand will make that sound like. 52,000 when Shane yeah. Duffy's name's read out. Come on, Shane Duffy! <laughs> oh, I, I, totally. 100%, man. 100%. Welcome, got a hero back in the eye. What a job he done for us last season. Agent Duffy, back to base <laughs> one more time. <laughs> Baz, it's lovely to hear from you, my friend, and stay safe, please. Thank you. Thanks very much. It's, uh, it's good to speak to you, lads. Enjoy the rest of the podcast, and I'll be, I'll be watching with a beer in my hand, enjoying my, my night off. So Good take mate. care and thanks everybody for watching, wave. of course. Cheers, pal. Cheers, Baz. <laughs> Cheers, Baz. Cheers, mate. Bye, bye. Quality. Baz Bowski, live on the podcast. Ah, what a lineup. Stevie Jukes for St. Phoenix. Yep. Colin Stewart and then Baz. Yep. And don't let's well, not forget uh, Snags and Geo. I know, but they're part of it. And, 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 and Phil and Holly. And Phil and Holly. For fuck's sake, Phil and Holly. <laughs> Let's just see. If you were Holly Willoughby, I wouldn't be doing much talking. I'd just be sitting drooling. <laughs> Danny, Danny. <laughs> don't even. No, don't. No, Danny, don't. come on. <laughs> so, the Real Madrid game, by the way, that's... I know this might sound stupid because I know it's only a friendly, right? But again, it's 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 the prestige levels again mm. that shows it's returning mm. to your club that you're getting teams like Real Madrid coming to Highbrooks. Yeah. To get humped. 
Aye, I know. Uh, that's, that's the I best. Might, uh, I might have got this wrong, but my fucking calendar shows that we're playing Brighton on the Saturday, Real yeah, Madrid yeah. on the on the fucking yeah. Sunday. So that's how yeah, confident yeah. we are. We're at the back <laughs> of a match with Shane Duffy's lot, and we're like, "Fuck it, bring on the Real Madrid." We are into this. Let's go. Stanky, that's because we have a squad at eight hundred and forty-two at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> that we can put one false squad out in one game and one false squad out in the next. The thing is, don't forget, the game against Brighton is going to be 12 against 10 because we get Duffy on our side anyway. So <laughs> I'll be a runner about for our lads. Uh, <laughs> do, do you remember, remember the friendly like years and years ago when Walter Smith was there and they, and they literally put out the, the blue team against the white team? Uh, I was and at that. Literally, yeah, and every every player on both sides were like literally top internationals. It was class. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, man. That was good. Um, hi, so Brighton, Real Madrid. What is it? Blackpool, Tranmere. Am I missing them? Day? That's it. Was that it? That's it. That's um, it. That, that wraps up a pre season. Arsenal. Um, oh, Arsenal. Arsenal. Yes. Okay. Yes. Go Arsenal. See, he sell the shares now. A sight out of it's, fucking it's, mind. It's, it's, it's hard to forget a super club. That's <laughs> true. That's true. That's true. Um, aye, so Arsenal and and then that kind of that rounds up our pre-season schedule on the quest for 56. Yes. Champions League ties. Our Champions League tie going to be in there at some point as well. Um, and then we begin the defence of our championship, which Stephen Gerrard says the players will defend with their lives. That's exactly what you want to hear. Not if you're Hugh Keevans. He says that's extreme. Really? <laughs> But that's because he's pissed off because he has to pay to get any eyebrows like every fucker else in the world. Boo-hoo, mate. Boo-hoo. Just deal with it, okay? Just deal hang with on, it. Hang on, hang on. Yeah, my heart's bleeding purple piss. <laughs> <laughs> Snags, what's your thoughts on the press having to pay to now cover Rangers matches? Shithousery at its very finest. It's banter, mate, isn't it? You know what I mean? Oh, it's it's absolute banter. And do you know what's even funnier about it is you and I can get a ticket for the club deck for £22, but they've got to pay twenty-five grand. That, mate, that is something else. I don't, I don't even know if that includes a fucking pie and bovel at half-time or no, do you know what I mean? But fuck me, that's a result, isn't it? <laughs> mate, they don't even know if that includes a wee table to write on. <laughs> that's, that's just access. That's just that. Like, they can't speak to anybody. That's just access. Brilliant. Yeah. Are they going to fucking the, the Copeland and, and amongst us? <laughs> oh, mate, it's, it's quality. <laughs> but do you know on a on a on a serious note, sorry, policies. Um on, on a serious note, you know, what a what a fantastic way. Uh, well, obviously, I don't know how many media outlets are going to be willing to pay it, mind, but I'm guessing if it's if it's a uniform thing across the league, then they'll probably have to. Um but you know, it's a fantastic way to 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 bring extra money into the club because you know you only need you know ten and you've got twenty you, you know two hundred and fifty grand and you know that's that's no that's no small sum um, that obviously we can invest back into the product product and develop it further because you know let's be honest if if we want one area of the club that we would like to develop a bit more it probably is media output. Yeah, definitely, mate. And also, the thing is as well with that is, <laughs> I feel. We get a rough ride at it out of the press, right? In terms of if ever there's a Rangers fan in, or if ever there's a football fan in court who happens to support Rangers, it's a Rangers fan in court. Mm. So if there's another club in question, namely across the city, it's a football fan that's in court. Um, and we're not going to get into any sort of criminal investigation which is going on right now because that would be wrong mm -hmm. and we would probably get done for it. But you can only see, I don't need to mention who it is, but you can see the difference in the way that's been reported. 
you know, compared to some stories yeah. that have been out in the press recently. So yeah. it's only right, I feel, that Rangers then protect our club and protect and, and say, right, okay, you want to come and write shite about us, you'll pay through the nose to do so. Yeah, absolutely. That's I mean, fair game. Well, yeah, it has to be. I mean, they're denigrating the name of the club at the end of the day. Exactly. And, and they're doing it deliberately, maliciously. <laughs> the whole point of it is, it's almost like the, it's like the MO. Let, let's just let's smash the reputation of the club to bits. Yep. And I, and I, I don't understand it. I, it's, it's not fair journalism. So quite frankly, do you, fuck them. Do you think they'll be worse now that they have to pay in? Do you think they'll take the hump a wee bit and actually go, you know, well, we'll stick the boot in a wee bit more? Or but Gio, that's been said, right? That people will say, oh, but then you're opening the gates up then for further... Um, abuse, if you like, or further mm. negative reporting, whatever you want to call it. The fact is, see if see if you're a professional, you'll do your job no matter what. Yeah. Right. If you're not professional and you let that get to you, and you think, oh, I'm going to take that and with the be petted lip, and now I'm going to smear your club or other place, then that shows why you're being asked to pay to get in in the first place because you're no mm. very good at your job. Fact. And let's be honest, it's not coming out of their pockets; it's coming out of the, the company they work for. So correct, you know. Correct. And the fact is, RTV, our in-house media, I've, I've always said we should be pushing more. And I know they just steal it anyway, right? But we should be pushing club-led news mm. out of club channels. Absolutely. If you like. Um, Snags, are you going to get to the last topic of the night, mate? Because I know um, we'd, you'd put a wee discussion in about the pitch. And I know you've been in discussion with a few people about a pitch, about the pitch at Ibrox, the relayed pitch. Could you give us a wee insight into it, my friend? Yes, mate, it's green um, and it's got some wee lines in it. It's, it's, it's lovely. It's just a lo- <laughs> um, I don't know if I should tell you, to be honest, because that was privileged information and you've just outed me there. So No, no, that information. Just, oh. just a wee brief overview of... No, so, <laughs> so, I don't details, mate. No, I won't. I won't give too much away. Um, but 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 basically, it's it's a full hybrid surface now, uh, which it wasn't last season. It was only the the the, the kind of key areas that were that were full hybrid. Um, and obviously, we've we've had uh, a good amount of time to build it in. And there were plans uh, to change the height of the pitch, obviously, because of because of uh, the the. I'm going to say the perceived or alleged drainage issue, but I think it does a drainage issue. Um, but uh, there wasn't enough time to do so, so they might tackle that next season. However, but what I will say is, is, is the hybrid pitch and the pictures that I've seen and you guys have seen, it looks absolutely fantastic. It's a beautiful looking surface and it'll be interesting to see how it manages the heavy match load that will obviously come because that's a, that's a minor concern uh, with it because obviously it'll have, to, it'll have to knit and bed in. Um, like any grass surface, a new grass surface would do, but um, it's, it's it's very very exciting. Yeah, definitely, it looks smashing, Paul. And the pictures we've seen, it looks amazing. It does, yeah. It looks, very, very pristine. Yes, almost almost snagsy-ish, lawn-esque, like a bowling green. Yeah, yes. Stop it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, Every time I'm on here, that this seems to turn to like some sort of after dark sort of episode. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like it. I do like it. Horticulture corner. Just, I just, just want to say, just, just to add as well, it's a, it's a brand new undersoil heating system as well, um, which is which is nice. They've, you know, they've obviously invested a lot of money in it, and uh, they've also um, recreated all of all of the pitches at the training ground as well. So there's 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 been so much spent and so much investment in it, uh, and to plug the Rangers Youth Development Company, you know, come on, get involved because. 
we need more of that shit. Correct. Correct. Definitely. Totally. Um, and you can do that by, I'm actually going to put up the two paintings, um, or the two prints, sorry, that I have that's going to be auctioned, that were donated by my good friend Fridge, who I'm actually going to, if I can pick a bone with him here, by the way, saying about the whole, I need two ties. I all right, mate. You know what I mean? That's a bit fucking harsh, that, and it's a bit much, that. <laughs> Cheeky bastard. I'm saying nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's fucking shocking, that, by the way. Um, so uh, he donated these two prints to the podcast. We're going to raffle them off, and I thought we would have a, spe- a, a separate raffle for the night of all different, um, you know, like Collins mentioned, some of the things that, that's going to be there. And also, we would start this one early, so that everybody has a chance of winning... Um, these two prints, and what we'll do is we'll draw it on the night, so somebody will film Mike McCurry or Bob Malcolm, whoever, drawing the raffle for that, and it'll be opened up on Twitter. So we'll try and get a couple of pictures of them, and we'll we'll fire them on uh, the social media channels, and you can you can buy raffle tickets for that. I'll try and get that arranged early doors next week, and we'll run it right into... These, these prints are actually unique, because there's only like 200 of them made. I believe... This is the 150th print of both for the 150 years of our football club. Um, and it's the red arrows flying over Ibrox. I'll put a picture up of them again if, if anybody um, hasn't seen them because I've posted them before. And we'll get as much money raised as possible for the RYDC. <laughs> and as Snags he says, sort of some of the things that they, that they, they you know, are helping to pay for in the club, etc. And, you know, that's the way it should be. Absolutely. You know, so. Agreed. That's going to be there. If you've got tickets for next week, then please enjoy it because it'll be a, a night to remember, I think. Um, yeah. We are in the war office, Motherwell. We're saying doors open half seven as a pub, guys, so you can get an earlier before that, obviously. But officially, for our show, doors open half seven. We'll be in there starting at eight o'clock, dead on. Paul, it sees you'll be there. Are you looking forward to it? No. No. Okay. Yes, of course I am. Yes, stupid muppet. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm looking forward to. It. I've been. I've told just for weeks. It'd be, it's going to be good fun. Um, it's something I've. Well, yeah, just really looking forward to. Um, I've got a few things planned. We we, we kind of know the running order of it, how it's going to work, and what we're going to say, and, and who we're going to slag off. Um, essentially, people, the pod members that don't turn up, they're they're, they're first in the first in the firing line, crosshairs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, I'm only, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. But he's just pretending to ignore me. Sorry, what but was that? I was asleep there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I suppose though, for next week we should we should say that obviously the two gents I've said before, Mike McCurry and Bob Malcolm, will be there. There will be a chance for a live Q and A where the viewers or the, the the people in attendance, sorry, can ask questions. Um, you know, they don't have to be they have to be sensible questions, obviously, but they don't have to be questions that we pre-approve beforehand. They don't have to send them to us. You can no. just ask them on the night. We are also there to ask questions. Um, we'll have a wee podcast-like type thing the first half of the show. Um, Jody's going to be singing. The raffle's there. Oh, it's going to be crying. And there's going to be gin and beer. Uh, yes. So you can crack on. And I'm, I will be sober. Have a baby. All emails with tickets for whoever's bought a ticket should be with you now. So check your junk mail if, you do, if you've no got it. If you've no got it after checking the junk mail and after checking your inboxes, etc., then DM the podcast and I will look into it. Um, but thanks very much to everybody for joining us tonight. For Geo all the way over in Northern Ireland at this busy time of year, thanks very much, mate. 
<laughs> to Snagsy all the way down in Swindon in this equally busy time of year for him. <laughs> Just with work, nothing else. Um, <laughs> and of course, to the legend that is Paul at Seas, right next to me here for keeping me on track and helping me out big time before the show because I wasn't here later on. And <laughs> you practically set this place up. So thanks very much, mate. You're welcome. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. And um, I would just like to say a couple of things, if you don't mind, before we no, go. On you go, on you go. Do you see the spare tickets? If so, DM the pod account and, um, yes. and Scott. I, I believe there's only one left now because somebody DM me before the show, and I will get back to them. I know they're watching. I don't want to out them, but I know they're watching. I've not answered the DM because we're obviously on this, but I will get back to them. And I believe there's now only one ticket left. Well, Ian, if you, if you're, if you want to come along, then uh, DM the pod account on Twitter and we will take it from there. And also, just a reminder that this show is nothing without all you viewers and uh, listeners. So thank you very much for your continued support. And thank you to Nicole G4 Claims for continuing to support our podcast um, and everything that we do. She's been so supportive with us and with our live show. Mm -hmm. um, and we owe her a, a huge thank you for that. Well, one thing left to say. Hashtag keep battle fever on. When I was a young boy my father said to me, put this scarf around your neck and sing the blues with me. And now I am much older, there's a place I want to be. It's red faucet, it's beautiful, it's steeped in history. And I know what I'll find when the place comes alive. I Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.